When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, all decked out in Raptors gear, are you? I'm the producer. My name is Matt Duncan. And we've got a lot of mats on the show today. I just hope everyone's excited for that. It's a mat attack. It's and- a mat extravaganza. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Fred, how you doing? Uh, I am doing pretty good, pretty good. Yeah. Um, if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time or coming back, uh, we are Raptors Hardcores. We have comedians, analysts. We're on Raptors Republic. If you're a hardcore basketball fan, you've arrived at the right place. And uh, or and or thanks for coming back. But uh, if people want to help us, you know, grow, become like Dak Shepard. And like have a massive Spotify contract or whatever. Uh, how are they going to help us do that, Maddie D? Well, if you're watching our segments that we put on YouTube, please like and subscribe to the Raptors Republic page. We appreciate it. So do they. You can always go to RaptorsRepublic.com. All the articles are there as well as all the podcasts. So you can click on each post and listen, watch there as well. It's so easy. And our website's finally up, DunksPodcast.com. Check it out. Our, our in-house graphic designer put a lot of work into it. So shout out to my wife, Taylor, for, uh, you know, putting a lot of labor into, you know, making this site work. So, yeah, check it out if you want. That's uh, also got, you know, links to all our old episodes that we did before Raptors Republic, you know, as we've, you know, we're just short of 250 episodes now. So, you know, it's a, it's a wow. time capsule. And, yeah, uh, you should definitely check it out if you want to hear, hear the past. Get a reminder. Sure, sure. People love the past. <laughs> um, massive shout out. Uh, just jumping on uh, your your kind of shout out bandwagon there, Maddie D. To uh, to Taylor, Taylor McLean. You're incredible. The new website is amazing. It's straightforward. It uh, you know has has a nice about section. It looks profesh. It feels profesh. And yeah. uh, we're absolutely blessed to have someone that talented on our side. So, yeah. thank you very much, Tay. We, um, I mean, I want to say certainly can't repay you for your work. <laughs> so just, yeah, accept our endless gratitude, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think let's dive right in. Uh, I will say, as I've been saying, uh, since she's been unlawfully detained in Russia, uh, free Brittany Griner. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Brittany Griner. Uh, it's an absolute travesty what's happening. Um, and, uh, I think, Everyone hopes for her safety. Uh, I, I've been covering the, uh, the story with my uh, co-host, Catherine Niker from uh, a pickup or the pickup, a WNBA podcast. Uh, so you can check that out if you want to get more in detail, but um, yeah, just be loud about it and uh, you know, get involved in any way you can. And I think uh, with that, let's get going on Raptors talk. Uh, yeah, as uh, as we uh, alluded to, this is a match extravaganza. Uh, it's a uh, holy matrimony. Oh, I should have wear my wore, wore my holy matrimony, uh, Maddie D. Bachelor. <laughs> oh yeah, shirt. I messed up. But um, yeah, lots of mats on the show. Yesterday was my birthday. Uh, we're recording a day late. I was just trying to go, you know, nuts with my birthday. And hey, guess what? It's like a, it's still going on. Okay, I'm 36, loving life. 
Um, oh yeah, let's bring on Matt number one. Who is it? Uh, I'm going to tell you. He's one of the, uh, I mean, funnier people I know. Uh, incredible producer, uh, an amazing improviser. Uh, just you know, basketball aficionado knows the draft, knows uh, Raptors history, uh, knows wrestling, and um, yeah, just a well-informed, smart, hilarious dude that I'm very, very excited to have back on the podcast. Uh, if you've been listening to Confederacy of Dunks, you know him well because he's uh, he's been with us uh, throughout all the years. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Matt McCready. Hey, it's great to be back in the city of Toronto. All my friends here, all the Matts are back. Thank you for having the worst uh, drama of all time. Lots of Matts. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you, Freddie, uh, Duncan, and Henry. Um, thank you. No one, I repeat, no one talks through their music in such a... Uh, you know, amazing way like you do. You just, you, you hit it with great energy. Thanks for coming back. I, I love it. I also, I like, let me congratulate you on getting on Raptors Republic. It's a great website. Thank uh, you. Comments section is a total gong show, but everything <laughs> else about it is great. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, and, and your intro makes it seem like Adam Silver hosts the podcast, which is <laughs> For sure. really yeah. good. It's really, <laughs> Maddie D, Duncan, I'm going to be calling everyone by their last names, really goes heavy on the Adam Silver stuff. <laughs> really goes heavy on the uh, Bobby Webster stuff. Used to go heavy on the uh, San Antonio Spurs are the worst team. Yeah. stuff um Whoa. but you know, then they got bad and it wasn't a fun joke anymore it was like I know, oh right <laughs> yeah you've also given up the chuck hay stuff but he retired some time ago so this is duncan this is yeah. your journey you're on one too you know he still hasn't returned my message i sent him on facebook for a, one of his raptors jerseys so nor should he if, um, no. <laughs> just kidding no he, he you know mr hayes if you're listening uh duncan's a wonderful man and please you know hook him up at least with some deco for his snowblower um <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's hilarious. Uh, he was gracious enough to uh, take me to probably the closest I've ever sat during a Raptors game. Uh, it was an epic one, uh, and it was the Embiid three. Uh, we went to um, uh, overtime. It was uh, you know absolutely backbreaking. Uh, we had a nice view of uh, of Scotty on the bench. Masai was standing there pondering. Uh, I said hello to Jack. He felt weird. Uh, this guy's amazing. He's an incredible stand-up. Uh, he actually is famous for sitting down while he does stand-up. Uh, that's not like some weird hacky joke. This is how he rolls. Uh, he's coming to us from a patio. Vintage vintage WCW uh, blazer, shirt, whatever. He's amazing. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Matt Henry. Uh. It is a jacket. Uh, also, 250 episodes, bro, of this? You guys really like basketball. <laughs> we're nuts. We're nuts. You, I'm starting to think you guys might really like basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, 250 episodes, that was also a great game. Uh, I also took uh, your brother uh, to the other game uh, during that series that I went to, and uh, they lost both. So I don't know who's uh, bad luck charm. Maybe it's me. You know, uh, I thought it was going to be you. But something with the last name, but uh, no, bro. No, it you're might have been me. You're listen. If everyone in your section was as loud as you, uh, the Raptors would win more games. Uh, you know, That's uh, Henry's been talking, you know, a big game a long time about how everyone in his section knows him. He is not lying at all. When we went to sit down, uh, everyone was a mixture of delighted and afraid. Uh, several people, I'm not even kidding. Several people asked like, how are you going to behave tonight? To which Henry replied, absolutely not. And they giggled and then they kind of like, you know, backed off. A bit. So, um, you know, cheers to you. Let's, uh, let's just dive right in and start talking some Raptors ball. Uh, Mr. Duncan, if you'd give me your, uh, weirdest automated, uh, most topical reference Raptors sting. The Raptor Raptors. Who's their mascot? Fred Flintstone. There we go. Nice and topical. Was that Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Gilbert. I, mis- I misspelled his you name. You misspelled Gilbert. <laughs> Gilbert. You know what? Rest in peace, Gilbert. 
<laughs> Listen, if we ever get hate mail, this is the one. Um, I'm glad I guessed. I'm glad I guessed uh, the the voice. Finally, I'm always off, but I've watched Aladdin a bunch, so I think that helps. Um, okay, uh, this question is actually coming from McCready. Um, we were talking the other day. Uh, it's a great question. A little bit of a homework-based question. And I think uh, the way I want to do this is sort of, uh, well, we'll start with your list and then we'll kind of just, you know, go to Henry, go to me, and then we'll see, um, it, you know, where the crossover is and, you know, what um, what's missing or, or whatnot. The question is, uh, you know, Raptors Vision 6-9, the franchise version. Uh, I, I want everyone to choose an, the best eight-man rotation of all time between the height of 6'7 and 6'9. So 6'7, 6'8, or 6'9. Uh, basketball reference is the tiebreaker. Some very notable Raptors are 6'6 or 6'10. Uh, let's, uh, let's see what we got. Uh, McCready, you can start us off. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, this was a lot of fun to go for. There, yeah, the, the notable 6'6s, you got... Uh, you got, you know, Doug Christie, DeMar DeRozan, Vince Carter. That's so right. We're missing out on a few. Um, and I, I, I want to just ask you one last question, Freddie. So when we pick these players, we're picking them from when they played with the Raptors, right? I, I was mostly doing that. And then I basically my rotation is guys who, you know, featured prominently on the Raptors. But okay. I was looking for some sneaky picks. Uh, and I did I did pick a guy who, you know, was very briefly on the Raptors, but he's at the edge of the rotation. So if you have one of those guys, I love it. All right. Well, okay. So I'll just go with positional because there's no real positions because they're all over the place. But mm-hmm. at point guard, I have uh, Pascal Siakam. Pretty cool nice. guy. Yeah. Uh, at shooting guard, I got Tracy McGrady. Uh, yeah. So if you have the Raptors McGrady, you have more of a defensive kind of guy. If you have uh, Orlando McGrady, uh, you have a complete beast. Uh, small forward, you got Kawhi Leonard, uh, mm-hmm. a notable uh, champion, if you will. Uh, at uh, Power forward, we've got OG Ananobi. And oh, I'm yeah. going to take this year's OG because uh, I like him the best. And at center, the weirdest pick out of the five, because f- those four seem pretty obvious. Yep. Um, but at center, I'm going to go with Danielle Marshall. Uh, get some floor spacing in there. Three, sure. four, he shot over 40% both years. Uh, he was with the Raptors from three. Yeah, 12 uh, threes in a game. 12 threes, man. He had the record for like 15 years. Let's just say 15 years. Let's uh, let's lie a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we have on the bench, I have uh, Scotty Barnes. Sure. And because yeah. um, you said seven man rotation. And then the mm-hmm. final guy, and this is why I asked about like, are we going to get their uh, Raptors time or their other time? Uh, Sean Marion. Yes. That, that was my guy as well. That's who I thought. Yeah. Because. Because he was still good. He was like 30 years old when he was at the Raptors. So he was like a little bit past his like Matrix uh, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was uh, he's still very, very good at that point. Uh, I love your list. Uh, it's um, yeah, there's just pretty much only one guy that I have uh, that you don't. Our only difference is uh, is Danielle Marshall. Yeah, um, fair enough. Uh, and uh, I, I thought about him as well. Uh, I, I think I elected for absolutely no spacing on my team. Um, <laughs> you put Oakley in there? Uh, honestly, Oakley, uh, very close. So he was he was in my like. Yeah, Henry, I think Scott Oakley on his. He, team. he was in my cuts list. Okay, uh, what's up, Henry? You you hit us up with your list, and then yeah, maybe we can. Uh, I'll jump in with mine, and we can talk like you know cuts or. Whatever. I just I just assume what they said. You're looking at him. At their best, ideally, you're playing. I guess I shouldn't have looked at it as uh, as they play for the Raptors. I just looked at people who played for the Raptors before and was like, "Oh man, that guy's good." That's fine. Um, yeah, fair enough. Who cares? So, <laughs> give and obviously, position wise, we'd have to work on it. So, I have Antonio Davis there. He's listed at six nine. That was my uh, guy. I also have so I got Scotty. Uh, I have Pascal. I've got T Mac and Jalen Rose. And I just found out because um, DeMar DeRozan is not 6'8", so I had to take him off. And I, as I'm quickly scrolling, I did not realize Steve Novak played for the Toronto Raptors. Steve and Novak? Steve <laughs> Novak. <laughs> Please Steve tell Novak me he's not factoring in onto your team. He, he Well, the, cor- the corner three is for somebody. Okay? <laughs> and that corner, I'm sure it's going to be open. Okay? 
So give me uh, Steve Novak off the bench. Oh my lord! And and do not do not judge me on that because I had to quickly make a couple of, make make a couple of adjustments. I didn't really I realize how many uh, how many people I needed on uh, for this list. Do you have uh, Steve no one, Novak over Siakam on your team? No, no, no. Pascal starts. Oh, okay. Dylan starts. T Mac starts. Scotty starts. Antonio Davis starts. Right, and right. then uh, we'll just pull in Steve Novak. We're up by 20. <laughs> and Kawhi's, Kawhi's does make the cut. Fair enough. I also, maybe I was looking at the wrong. <laughs> yep. Okay. Go the whole podcast away. I, uh, <laughs> what's he listed at? You see, that's an interesting one. I thought this kind of stuff would come up more because uh, I've seen Kawhi listed at 6'6 six, six before. But um, yeah. in basketball reference, I have him at 6'7. Ooh. Also, okay. an, an interesting one for me is um, I have I so Scotty Barnes came into the season listed at six seven. He's now listed at six nine. All right, so uh, I guess I'll trade Steve Novak. I guess I guess I, I'm reluctant, but yeah, uh, I guess no, we're Steve Novak. Awesome Steve Novak over Kawhi for sure. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> but, sure. Uh, yeah, Are you, you positive? know, yeah, you know, Steve Novak like 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 when he's in the playoffs, he could dunk over Giannis for sure. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's my whole, there's no, no missing guys. Uh, I guess I'll just say some of my cuts and I'll also shout you out for, uh, Jalen Rose. I think he's a really, uh, I, I just assumed he was like six, four, six, five. I checked out basketball six, reference. He's six, eight. So that's what, that's what I found him at. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess some, some guys that I thought, you know, maybe, maybe could be on the team, but are, are cuts for me. My, my team's, yeah, Kawhi, Pascal, OG, T Max, Scotty, Marion, and Antonio Davis. Uh, and my cuts are Amir Johnson, JYD, mm. Precious, and Oakley. Oh. Um, and I guess, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, J- Jalen Rose. But, uh, Super fun question. Um, yeah, I, I I made a list originally of twenty one people. Wow! Uh, cut it down to seven. Um, so I had an, in order after uh, Barnes. I had a uh, Mo Pete, uh, Garbahosa, uh, Patrick Patterson, Boucher, Scola, Antonio Davis, Bismack Biombo, James Johnson, Jamario Moon, Rudy Gay, Jason Capono, Jalen Rose, and Charles Oakley. Ooh, you know what? Uh, so thinking about people in their prime. Prime Scola could perhaps be a not Raptor Scola, but Prime, you oh, know, like 2004 Scola, yeah, Argentine like national team, just exactly. that two week period Scola, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I think you know, he, he was he was part of one of the uh Spurs championships, I think. Uh, was he perhaps I know he played with Houston for a while? I think the Spurs had his rights and they traded them to Houston, but I could okay, you, you might be right there. Um, uh Maybe I'm thinking of a just because Manu was on the team, you know, just other Argentinians <laughs> were welcome. Uh, but let's uh, let's okay, let's bring in Maddie D for this next question. Um, this is, is right up your alley, Maddie D. Uh, this is so I, I won't say the show because it's not out yet and I don't want to get into any trouble. But uh, my, my brother Miguel uh, was in fact in a scene. Uh, on a Canadian TV show uh, with none other than uh, Nick Nurse. Uh, I see that the uh, uh, question is for sure listed here. So me <laughs> not saying it is, uh, I guess, pointless. I'll, I'll ask Miguel. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not that big of a deal and we're not ruining anything. But um, Seems like free advertising for the show. Right? You know, before they get a chance to do it. Um, <laughs> cheers. But... Uh, so, uh, anyways, Miguel is uh, on this show with uh, with uh, Mr. Nick Nurse, uh, and it got me thinking, like, this guy is just all over Canadian TV. So, uh, I want to know what you, got, uh, what you guys think. Uh, what, 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a slick move, Matty D. I'm into it. Um, okay. What, uh, what <laughs> is this next Canadian TV show? Um <laughs> Well, yeah, what's what's yeah, Miguel was recently in Train 48. I love that very much. Um, it's back. Cheers to Miguel, Train 48. Uh, go train, shout out. Um, okay, let's go to you first, Henry. What what Canadian TV show is uh, is Nick Nurse gonna uh, pop on next, and what will his character be? 
Wow, what a question. Number one, uh, shout out Train 48, bro. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad that's coming back. It didn't, it didn't have a, uh, a proper shot. Yeah, no, 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 Train. Cheers. Yeah, shout and, out Lisa uh, Merchant. Yeah. So here's what I want to do with uh, Nick Nurse on Canadian TV. I want to give him a slot in all. I don't know if TVO is still making cartoons, okay? But I need him to come on all of them. There, there was like Timothy Goes to School, Arthur, all those after four o'clock shows. Give him, let him be the voiceover guy, and let him come in there. He's got to, he's got to be the happy coach. You know what I'm saying? Let him come in there and and let uh, you know the kids know. It's okay to get knocked out in the first round. You'll be back next year. I coach another team that you could probably make. These kids are terrible. That's so. I don't. I don't know. Like a cartoon, regularly is uh, is where I want to see him. Not necessarily on screen. I feel like hey. uh, the, the actual Nick Nurse, the coach of Nick Nurse, should be on. Uh, should be on Canadian TV somewhere. I love it. Cartoon regular baby. Um, yep. Okay, McCready. Uh, we got Nick as a cartoon regular. Uh, where where do you got Nick on Canadian TV? That's a good one. That's going to be tough to uh, top. But uh, I, I I want like I want the TV show to be integrated into the Raptors broadcast. So okay. I was thinking like uh, Nick Nurse could be part of uh, you can't do that on television. And uh, I feel like the refs have been taking a lot of slack this year. I think refereeing is the hardest job. So if Nick complains too much, they press a button and he gets slimed uh, from the top of the arena. Uh, and I think that can go for the other coach as well. I think it could go for assistant coaches, maybe the occasional fan. Better watch out, Matt, uh, Henry. Uh, don't don't yell too much. Maybe you might get slimed. I think everyone should maybe get slimed uh, if they're just too much of a nuisance. Am I wrong? Uh- <laughs> You're not wrong at all. Um, if if some of that slime is actually in fact flubber, I wouldn't be uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be too bothered. Um, I also love that based on where Nick is and and dropping from the the top of the stadium, lots of other people are getting slimed as well. Totally, it's 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 for most of the section. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like what, what, what's that show? Uh, like it's a it's a kind of like a Broadway show where. It's zombies and uh, oh, Evil Dead the musical. Evil Dead, yeah, like you know, people get blood splattered. It's part of the deal, you know. Splatter you're, zone, baby. You're in the splatter zone. You got it. Um, I'm so happy that uh, you're there to assist my splatters <laughs> splatter zone reference. Uh, okay, uh, Duncan, Maddie D, what's up? Um, what's your Canadian TV show? I know you. Uh, I know. I know. I know you have an expansive, um, you know, knowledge of Canadian TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, if I'm throwing out a Train 48 reference, you know, it's just uh, yeah, I got a lot, a lot of them in my bag here. You go deep. But uh, what I was thinking for Nick, you know, he's from Wyoming. It's like kind of close to Alberta, so I feel like sure. You know what? Let's get him on Heartland. Ooh. Okay, and he's gonna play like a, a, a business tycoon from Wyoming. I like and that a lot. He's coming in and he's he's looking to like take the farm's land. Yeah, and so he kills a horse. Kills he kills a horse immediately to show like <laughs> what kind of edge he has. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, it becomes kind of this battle with the American tycoon to, you know, keep the land and not have it turned into, you know, a, a huge theme park or something weird. I could say I don't want to do I don't want to do a basketball related. I'd like him to step away from all the basketball references a little sure. bit. Sure. Okay. I don't need him playing uh James Naismith or anything like that or his great grandson. I we don't need to stay there. So yeah, I'd like to see him on Heartland. Um and uh, yeah, I think he'd you know it, it's a bit close to Wyoming, right? It's like over oh, that way. Enough. I think I think it applies for sure. Yeah, the, the the killing of the horse made me think of a second answer. Um, maybe he sure. jumps onto the littlest hobo, uh, kills the dog immediately, <laughs> and then it's just called the hobo, and it's just uh, Nick Nurse solving crimes on a train going around this country. That's great. Um, well, Matt, uh, Matty D, Duncan, you you. You set me up uh, in the worst way because I do, in fact, have the most generic answer. Um, he is play, he is playing Naismith in my. <laughs> so listen, I gotta I gotta think harder on my own questions, but uh, I want to see Nick Nurse in the Expanse. 
and it's a, it's a basketball world. Listen, I, I don't know enough about The Expanse, clearly, but I assume there's different worlds. It's space. One of them is just like a basketball world, and there's like a, like an ancient cyborg, uh, Doc Naismith, and uh, it's Nick. Cause that's his wheelhouse, but also like, you know, really like, like heavy prosthetics. Like I'm thinking like, whatever, like he's like, you know, 10 feet tall or something like on stilts. Like it's a very involved <laughs> role. 10 feet tall on stilts. I wish he coached that way. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Instead of squatting, let's get, let's get Nikki on some uh, stilts, <laughs> some, some, some super precarious that. stilts. Yeah. I can see it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, big uh, American flag jacket, uh, giant top hat. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I think. I think he's merging into some like. Uh, uh, who's the bad guy from Wild Wild West? Doctor Loveless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor is like, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh, the, is that the actor? Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I only know the characters. Uh, <laughs> we need those baskets back. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um. It's always funny, you know. Like referencing that thing is always funny. Oh yeah, it's all, it's all, it's always a good time. Um, shout out to Canadian Heritage, you know, <laughs> moments, minutes, minutes. Yeah, Sh- yeah. Shout him out. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA, uh, Mr. Duncan. Uh, you've uh, you saved me a couple times already this episode, so please give me your your best uh, Gibbert. Uh, uh, your best Gibbert sound cue or whatever you got uh, in the barrel for me uh, for our NBA sting started from the bottom now we hear talking rappers kiss the rain wow I know that one that's an out of breath Drake (laughs) (laughs) it's a very breathy clip lots of (gasps) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Drake seems I don't know. Out of breath, uh, being chased by his past, perhaps. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, chased by his own children. Yeah. Um, the story of uh, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> McCready. Yeah. Going to you. Going to you first here. Perfect. Uh, this is the question I'm least prepared for. <laughs> nice. Hit me up. Well, yeah, well, I'm going to lead in with mine a little bit because sure. uh, you know anyone that listens to this podcast, like I got to be a, at least a little bit accountable. Um, I, I thought the Celtics would fairly easily handle the Brooklyn Nets. I was correct. I am one of the only people in the world that I know, uh, that thought the Sixers or sorry, that thought that the, um, uh, Bucks would beat the Celtics. I was wrong. Uh, and then, you know, heat Celtics a little bit more split, but I, I still, I I was bucking the trend again. Uh, I think I picked the Heat in seven. It wasn't like you know all it close. Way. It was close, right? But I but I do think that you know it's a, it's a blind spot, and that's what this question's all about. I have a blind spot for the Celtics. Obviously, it's not my only blind spot, but um, I just uh, you know the hate is too strong in me, and uh, and I lose lose my ability to analyze when it comes to the Celtics. They've done a fantastic job. They're an incredible team. And I think my sort of like, not come to Jesus, but sort of like, okay, Freddie, you are very far off here, uh, is when they beat the crap out of the Warriors in the fourth quarter. Uh, as recent as last episode, I think I picked the Warriors to sweep or win. In <laughs> so, I mean, Picking come them on. to sweep is, is a true bad right? take. That's just like, come on, I'm just wrong. So uh, big old blind spot when it comes to the Celtics. Uh, they're fantastic. They're clearly going to be good for a long time. Uh, so uh, I'm curious about your guys' blind spots. Obviously, uh, you know, you might not know if you have it, but what's one that maybe you've had to reckon with a little bit, uh, McCready? You know what? I think I might have the opposite blind spot in that, like, I feel like 20 years of being a Toronto Raptors fan uh, through the truly putrid um, you know, Rudy Gay eras, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. the aforementioned Jalen Rose eras, all like oh, yeah. uh, the game where Rose and Alston would have passed to each other, despite the fact I love both of them. Um, <laughs> I think it's made me a little bit weary of the team success of the Raptors themselves going into the season. I actually picked them to beat uh, Philadelphia, which is maybe just another blind spot. Well, here's the thing. I thought like maybe my blind spot, as you were saying in that question, was that I like overrate the second half of a season because usually hmm. like, 
you can like really look at a team down the stretch and really take a strong opinion on them. But then Boston were so good down the stretch and now they're in the finals might win the entire championship. So right. That's out the window completely. So who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I think like sometimes I don't appreciate the fact that, um, um, Asai Jerry not, not only has way more knowledge about what's happening with everything, um, put Webster in there with Ms. Masai, uh, mm-hmm. but like, you know, like I uh, not only have so much more information, but are just way smarter at assessing players, uh, assessing um, their trajectory, uh, knowing what their work ethic is like. Yeah. Uh, and I typically, like when they got Kawhi, I was all in. I thought that they could win the championship. Mm-hmm. And since then, I've been very wary of the Raptors being good. And then each year, they do better than how I expect them to do. So, with the ex, ex, uh, with the exception of uh, the, the playoffs this past year, that's uh, that's very fair. And I, I think it's an interesting thing to think about, like pockets of a season, like overrating or underrating, you know. And I think like this this Raptors team in particular, you know, heading into we're going to be talking about it all summer, but. Um, yeah, heading into the uh, the next season, it's like, yeah, are you, you know, do you think about uh, Precious uh, and the way that he shot in the back half of the season? Do you think about Fred in the early part of the season without Pascal? Do you think about Pascal coming on strong? Uh, how do you rate OG being injured or, you know, all, all these things. And I think like, can they do the same things together? So it's like, yeah, thinking about an 82 game season and sort of like, when players peak in that season or, you know, and then obviously the playoffs are different, but um, yeah, yeah. down the stretch, you have all these teams that are tanking or playing That's the really right. young guys. And then you have a team like the Raptors who play so hard every possession. So they're going to wall up teams down the stretch. And I like, I For thought sure. maybe that was going to be the same thing with Boston. I thought maybe they were just kicking the asses of like Orlando and like Indiana and the Kings uh, who are tr- still trying, but were obviously always terrible. Right. Uh, but yeah, I guess, you know, they, who my, I think this playoffs have been so, I've been so wrong with these playoffs more than any other playoffs in like the last five years that I have accepted the fact that I own nothing. I'm glad I'm not a gambler. I would have lost my ha. home this past off season. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's my blind spot. Very, very fair. And, and, and I think like, you know, just to add one more point to your point, like I think, um, it's, it's a key thing to remember that, uh, anytime, you know, we're talking about the Raptors, we're talking about, uh, the NBA with like friends or analysts or even, you know, people who have like a little bit of inside knowledge. It's, it's just wildly different than what like GMs and front offices and trainers have access to, and they're still wrong. So, you know, it's uh, and then obviously contracts come into play and that, you know, affects how you view somebody. But um, OK, Henry, what's your what's your blind spot? You know, do you, do you like do you have something specific or something in general? I do. So first thing I'm going to say to you, uh, Freddie, it's easy to hate Boston, bro. I, you could spoon out both of my eyes with a spoon. And I, because that's how blind my blind spot will be to Boston. <laughs> wow. Anything. Spoon. Cheers. I don't, I don't, I don't ever want them to be good. I always want it to not be the case. And sometimes it just is when it comes to basketball, baseball, football, it doesn't matter. I, I, I hate Boston more than anything. So I, I understand why that blind spot is, uh, is obvious. And, and even uh, with you, uh, Matt, it's, it's easy. To, to want the Raptors to be what they are, but they're young right now. And with Kawhi leaving as he did, it's going to, it's going to happen, but it's, we're coming around the block a little bit and we got to wait. Let, let, let Scotty become who Scotty is uh, with those two things. But my super blind spot, uh, and it hurts me to say this is I want Russell Westbrook to be that guy. Okay. <laughs> I and, and it's not as obvious. Uh, it's not like all team oriented, but I really feel like I man, if they if the Lakers trade Russell Westbrook, uh, my heart is going to shatter into a million pieces because then I know for sure he's not winning no rings, bro. And that's unfair to me. So maybe my blind spot is Russell Westbrook, and you know they there's been talks about them trading Russ for like the number one pick and stuff. I really hope they don't do that. I really do because I want him to win. I really want to win. So I want to be a player that can adjust, adjust his game a little bit so mm-hmm. that he can win for the benefit of a team. I really think he can do that. Um, so yeah, my, my blind spot is, yo, let Russ figure it out. Henry, I uh, appreciate your candor. I watched that interview 
with uh, Darvin Ham, where he was talking about uh, uh, Russ having a lot of, you know, a lot left in the tank. And then it, you know, they, the camera turned to Russ, who was in the press conference. And yeah, he's from LA. And to me, like, I think, oh, yeah, I'll admit to having a little bit of a blind spot, uh, not necessarily with Russ, but with aging superstars. Because yeah. I feel like situation and fit is such a complex thing. And, you know, back to McCready's thing, like the front offices just know so much more than we do. And yeah, like, you know, as far as chemistry and fit and shooting, uh, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll never be able to like root for the Lakers, but I, I think it was, uh, you know, it was a little bit heartbreaking and it was sad when he would shoot a three, and like the 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 Staples Center or the sorry Crypto Arena or whatever the hell, um, <laughs> like would would basically like mockingly like laugh or boo, and it's like oh my god, that's just like it's just painful. And and I think there's something so extraordinary about what happens to a superstar when they they fall from grace and or you know don't have a system designed around them. We've definitely have seen it with a uh, with Harden um recently and and you know we've also seen players just kind of like get bounced out of the league and then kind of come back and be okay like mellow or a guy like Allen Iverson who fully just you know that like once he started once the he started going downwards it was like that was it and you know he had a couple I guess like nice stretches here and there but it was sort of like all, all downhill, you know, like uh, it makes you appreciate a guy like Vince Carter, right? Uh, or, 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 you know, like the way that Jason Kidd was able to age or obviously, you know, Chris Paul. Um, well, Henry, I think that there's a good chance that um, uh, Westbrook wins uh, a title in the next couple of years. In fact, I, he would be my number one choice to win uh, the 2024 Big Three Championship for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That, I- don't put me on a podcast with this man anymore. Bro. I'm done. No. <laughs> Honestly, I bring people together. That's what I do. It's uh, it's all Matt extravaganza. Fast. I was friends. gonna let you try on this jacket, and then. Not gonna Oh man, I've been kicked out of the NWO. Yeah, big you're, show. you're banished from trying on the the jacket. Um, next time you, McCready, next time you see Henry, he's kind of going to be coming down uh, <laughs> on a, a wire like Sting, and then he's going to pull <laughs> off a mask and still be Sting. That's one of my favorite moments. That's so weird. Uh, oh, I, I love that, that that guy did that double sting. Come on. I don't even get that. Um, <laughs> it's just odd. Um, okay. Well, last question. We got a bonus question. Uh, I'm going to stick with you, Henry. Um, yeah, this is sort of in a little bit in the same vein, but I guess kind of different. Uh, so I've seen a bunch of discourse about Warriors fans. Uh, you know, uh, it's not Oracle arena. I'm not sure what it's called. Um, crypto arena as well. Whatever. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's not as loud as it used to be. The fans aren't as raucous, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, they went from Oakland to San Francisco. That's a big change. Um, so maybe there's like a Silicon Valley uh, sort of thing going on there. Uh, but you know, most expensive team or payroll in in the NBA. Uh, so maybe perhaps it's a priced out thing i'm not sure but uh regardless of how you feel about uh you know the warriors uh this is sort of like the question is kind of does winning a championship negatively impact fans or or their psyche towards their team and uh what is the best uh fan base in the nba uh first second question that's easy that's us we we the best raptors we the best when it okay. comes to uh, best fan base, that's not hesitating. But I think in regards to your question, are they a little bit quieter? Yeah, you know why? Because they're used to winning. There, there's an expectation there, and you have this, it's not like you have a, a brand new roster. You've got a group of guys who they they have an expectation out of. So of course they might be a little quieter when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But I, the idea is this is what is supposed to happen. So they're 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 going to act that way. Um, and I, I, I don't want to say I understand it because I've never lived that life, you know. <laughs> but I, I bet you, let, let, let the Raps win win five titles. You know what I mean? We go into the game and we're going to enjoy ourselves. But, I mean, if, they, if they're not playing like the team that's won four rings, you know, you're not, you're not going to cheer. 
as nearly as loud. And then when they do win, it's like, yeah, you know what? This is what's supposed to happen. This, this is our lives right now. And I can't wait to cheer a little bit quieter because the Raptors have won X amount of titles. That would be nice. It yeah. would be nice to have. It's, it's a luxury to be able to, to, to not go crazy. But the thirst from the fans, ideally, that does not match what the players are doing because you want the players to play as hungry as if they'd never won before. And maybe that's hard to create, but that's what you got to do to win. But, yeah, I, I personally, I just think it's because they're used to it. This is this is the M.O. And, you know, so that's what you get. Uh, fair points all around. Uh, I, uh, you know, just to add on to your point, I want the Raptors to win so much that it's like a library in there. Yep. And <laughs> and we a just collective win. yawn from the yeah. audience when a three yeah. point is made. <laughs> That's right. If we don't Freddy, dominate, I'm still booing, bro. You understand me? I'm still talking as reckless because I like I like going to the game and I like making millionaires feel bad. You know what I mean? Look, look, hey. come on. <laughs> Honestly, I went there with you. I you, you, like listen. I, you're not bluffing. You do. You're the loudest person within like whatever a thirty. You know, they or, can sorry, hear like me. Eighty person and range. I, yeah. And they got to pay me to be an, an assistant coach at this point. You know what I mean? And they don't have to pay me. Just give me better seats. And uh, so I'll yell just as loud. But uh, I, I'm still going to be that guy because I'm a hardcore fan. But personally. I think not everybody is like me with that mindset, mm-hmm. and that's what you get. But you, you, you gotta, you, you, you have to. How do I, how do I, say this as I uh, run out of breath on this? They're not everyone's gonna be like that, and those fans are gonna be like that. But when you're used to it, you're used to it, and maybe you don't, uh, you don't cheer as hard. No, that's very fair and very true, and and I think like an expectation, you know, sort of like correlation is is exactly what we're talking about like and i think you know i I was there when when the raptors lost uh in in the conference finals to cleveland and to that point that's the furthest we had come and we were chanting let's go raptors for like seven straight minutes and um you know people were chanting uh when 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 the raptors were uh, eliminated uh i was uh Lucky enough to go to uh, game six in my season seats, three, uh, section 309. But, uh, you know, people were leaving the game too, right? And they're getting heckled as they left. So dynamics are changing. Uh, okay, McCready. Yes. Um, what, uh, you know, say, same to you. Kind of like, does winning, I guess, negatively impact uh, a franchise's fan psyches. Is it just a normal thing? Like Henry saying, uh, I, think, and I think the more, the sorry, go ahead. no, yeah. And just the, the other part is, uh, what's the, the best for, uh, fans in your opinion? Um, the best fans in the NBA are those that are actively booing the Boston Celtics. There's some in every single arena <laughs> of this great, uh, continent. Uh, Good answer. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my, that's my cheap answer for that one. Uh, yeah, I think like there is like, so like the more you win, the more you're going to, you're, I don't, the more you win, the less the crowd is going to reflect uh, the average fan because the mm-hmm. games become less about basketball and more of a trendy thing to go and do. I right. went to that game six as well. My brother-in-law's uh, rich. He took me, uh, we sat in the lower bowl and never really sat in the lower bowl for fuck. I'd never been to a playoff game before, before I went. Hey to man, yeah, happy, happy that you went. Yeah, I mean, it was a great first half. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and this this couple was sitting next to us. We thought we, they just weren't going to come. They show up in the third quarter, don't say a thing the entire time. They're on their phones the entire time. They're there for like 15 minutes, and then they look at each other, and they get up and leave. Wow. And it's like these are people who aren't basketball fans at all. They're given a ticket because of somebody that they know. And so they just show up to the game. They waste two seats. You lose out on that audience stuff. And there are they the average person there? No, but they, it is a reflection of what's happening to the Raptors brand in general, and that it's becoming an elitist type of thing. Right. Um, you know, it's like if you, I, I've always wanted them to have one game a year that's a matinee that's just open to like school kids and stuff, just to like have a raucous insane crowd or just uh mad and his friends you know like whatever like get something crazy in there you know but yeah i think like yeah i think it's just becoming a a, a status symbol at times I, the deeper they yeah. go in the playoffs the more expensive again and the more status will it will be achieved by going 
I totally agree. I remember uh, I got to go to game two of the uh, the finals where, uh, you know, we lost on the Iguodala three. And in my section, I've never seen people dressed that nice uh, as, as, <laughs> as they were. Uh, you know, the, everything, everyone was looking real good. And uh, I was like, this is a different vibe. And uh, at that time, I was actually working at the AGO. Uh, There's a, a, a kind of like a. Uh, artist star exhibit. It was a uh, Yayo Kusama I was working the Kusama exhibit. And that was all about status as well. And I remember just thinking like, wow, this is like, I think everyone came from the Kusama exhibit straight to the game. Um, <laughs> and they're all so rich and uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different vibe. Um, but uh, I, lo- I love your, you love your Boston answer. My, my lower answer- bowl sucks. And I hate the lower, like not like Matt, Matt aside, I think like the typical fan, the lower bowl, the air Canada center or the Scotiabank arena is so much worse than the upper deck. It's not. Even I, close. Yeah. I, I, I definitely agree. And I think we should have a matinee and I just want to shout out the WNBA. If you're ever bored and looking for highlights, uh, the highest scoring game ever is by uh, Liz, Liz Campage. And it was in a matinee with like uh tons of children and the children are so loud they're yeah. scre- they're chanting and screaming it's like like a european like soccer match uh european football match pardon me and um yeah it was just like it was wild and i feel like it fueled her and she was just you know kind of like beasting out there and killing it and like i guess staring kids down uh it, it, was, it was awesome like please I check out the, yeah. i hope the kids are all booing her yeah, I think we are at a basketball game. You, you like, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you gotta get crazy. You're, you're at a basketball game. You're at, in a place where you're supposed to be loud. How often do you get that in, in your life? In anything? In any event you can go to where you get to be loud and you can voice your displeasure as loud as you can. It's rare. You know what I mean? Like, you got, you yeah. got, you got to boo a little bit. So yes, I would like to uh, fill up the ACC uh, with fifty thousand, <laughs> my friends. That's my new favorite thing. I'm going to write a couple of letters, and uh, ideally, you let me. I'll talk to Drake. He walks past me a couple of times, so I'll be like, "Hey, Drake, let's let's split it." You know what I mean? Sixty forty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you bring your friends, I bring my friends, and then you upgrade my seats a little bit, so we can boo extra hard. That's what that's what life's for. Hell yeah. Okay, uh, I th- I think that was basically the end of that question. So I just wanted to ask the bonus question before we leave. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> My modem doesn't go wild on me again. But, um, yeah, you're both wrestling nuts. Yeah, so, <laughs> very established uh, at this point. Very established. <laughs> so here's my question. Which uh, uh this current Raptor squad uh, is the most likely Raptor, like if we were in, in a Royal Rumble scenario, to be the guy that runs out and immediately gets tossed? Like over the – they're like they, – they, they, they basically – their music plays, they run out, they dive in, and someone just like throws them right over the top. Uh, start with you, McCready. Well, Henry and I, you you mentioned this question before we went on the air, and Henry and I both said that we we immediately thought of the person. So I'm curious if you thought of the same person as me. But I definitely have to go with Yuta Watanabe uh, getting tossed <laughs> over the top row. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah. Utah played like a hundred minutes this season and had like two of the top getting dunked on moments in the entire season of the NBA. Utah for sure would run in gangbusters immediately out. Utah. I love it because, yeah, Utah definitely has that, like, like go get him energy. Like, and that's the type of guy that would for sure get tossed. Um, I was sort of thinking, is that your guy, Henry, by the way? It, it, 100% it is. So oh I would come down, music blaring, and there would always there'd already be an established guy in the ring that would toss him super quick to establish their dominance a, a little more. So, yeah, give me a Wantanabe too, bro. Mine yeah. was actually, uh, I was thinking kind of Ken Birch, but mine's actually uh, Malachi because oh, like, I feel yeah. like he, he rode the bench for such a long time. And then Nurse was like, okay, I'm going to start you. You're playing 45 minutes. And he pulled his hamstring. So I kind of feel like he's the guy who's like been like just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And then Nurse is finally like, go. And then he like runs out. He's like, I hurt my leg. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I could see like uh, there's a classic wrestling moment where Bam Bam Bigelow tosses uh, Spike Dudley into the third row. I could see that with Embiid and Malachi Flynn, you know, 100 um, percent. OK, guys, well, uh, you know, thanks for, for hanging in there. Uh, well, well, my modem dropped out. But um, yeah, let's just wrap it up here with, uh, you know, some plugs. Uh, let me go to you first. Uh, 
let me go to you first, Henry. Tell people uh, what you're doing. Um, you know what, what what shows are going down. Uh, let let the good folks know where they can see you perform or whatever. Oh, you can find me literally anywhere in Oshawa. Um, I'm all over the- <laughs> in in Lashwa. I got I got a rep. Uh, I'll also be in Markham at a at a sweet bubble tea show. Uh, but follow me on stuff as uh, you know things progress. Also, me and Matt McGrady will be starting our own wrestling podcast as of today. Hell yeah, uh, that that is clearly going to happen. But follow me on stuff. Uh, more things are happening. I'm in. Uh, I'm all over the place, man. And so the best thing to do is follow me on on the Twitters, follow me on uh, the Facebooks there. And, uh, you know, that's how you find me. Comedian Matt Henry. Damn right. Comedian Matt Henry. Um, I love it. He'll be uh, circling Toronto, uh, Oshawa, Markham. Uh, I want to see you in Burlington, baby. Um, Okay. Uh, McCready, what's up? Uh, I mean, everyone definitely go check out uh, Beer Beer. But, you know, are you producing other shows in that right now? Yeah, yeah, I've got this uh, brand new show. You know, we mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm a bit of a producer. Uh, so I got this uh, great thing. It's called Catacombs Comedy. Uh, it's in Casaloma. Uh, it's not the easiest place to find. It's in the tunnels underneath Casaloma. Um, sure. It's purely in the dark. It's an immersive experience. Uh, you come in, um, you can't see a single thing. Uh, there's somebody yelling jokes. You have to try to find the comedian. If you find the comedian, you get $5. Otherwise it costs $200 for admission. Um, we have a really great, uh, lineup of guests. Um, yeah, we have this guy doing a Regis Philbin impression. He doesn't do it very well, but he does it a lot. Sure. Uh, so yeah, definitely come check it out. It's funny because I actually worked in the tunnels of Casaloma in an escape game. Uh, and there is a hidden door there. Uh, for the escape game. So that would be pretty good place for the catacombs. Um, but uh, let me also say, yeah, thank you both for doing it. Uh, thank you, Maddie D for being great. Uh, thank you, Taylor for the website. Uh, thank you everyone who listens to the podcast and supports it. Uh, yeah. I believe next episode is our, is our two fifty. Uh, I think this is two forty nine. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, big milestone there. And um, yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, yeah, you know, Share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And Maddie D, Mr. Duncan, if you feel like we're good to go and we're finished, please just give me those words I love so much. Okay. Okay. Listen to the Confederacy of Dunks exclusively on the Rapcast.